including those guests, happen to be a couple that's been with us for a few years now, and this is Mike and Gina. Um, we're glad that they're here. The McCandlesses came on to Island a few years ago, so first of all, to both of you, welcome here. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm sorry I took so long to get into this, but there's just a lot of stuff that had to be said today. So you were so patient. Like, I thought you were like two little kids outside the principal's office, and you had that look like we're in big trouble. So, Gina, I want to start with you because um, I want to talk about your children. You have two children, beautiful children. I just saw one of them a few minutes ago. Uh, so talk to us about Jordan and uh, start there, okay? So Jordan, she's 10. She, um, obviously our firstborn, um, she's our little homemaker. She loves to mommy and be a mom, anything dealing with babies or gymnastics. That's kind of her life. Yeah. Well, and cats. So anywhere there's a baby, she wants to be there. Yeah. Like she is tonight, right? Yes. In the nursery. Yeah. And I saw Chase with all the kids. Yes. Chase is our competitive one. He's our, just turned seven. Mm-hmm. And he loves to win. He doesn't settle for anything less. Yeah. Um, he's, he does uh, push himself really hard at everything he does, 110% at school. Who does he get that from? From both of you, double dose here? Maybe a little bit more so, Mike, I think. See. He's very athletic. They love watching any kind of sport, really. Basketball, baseball, soccer. He loves playing soccer. I think baseball has kind of turned into his number one sport right now, but he loves everything about baseball. He can tell you statistics and, you know. I'll have to test him out about that one Mm -hmm. right there. There you go. So he's good at that. But I think his competitive spirit mostly comes from Mike. Just uh, never wants to be less than the best. There you go. And Mike, where did you grow up? I grew up in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Your whole life? Yes. I lived there for 23 years before I joined the the Coast Guard. So the first 20 years was living at home with mom and dad, and they are still in the same house Wow! since 1978, something like that. So they're they're still there, uh, very active in their local church there. My dad actually works in the maintenance department, or is the maintenance department, Mm. you could say that. Are they retired? No. My dad is somewhat retired. He retired, and now he's on to his second, second job. So he worked for a major grocery chain there, and... 33 years about before he retired and so now he's worked at the church for eight nine years doing just about everything Mm. they took six seven people and condensed it down into one so he's in charge of setting up all the way down to clean up to maintenance around the church so he enjoys it for the most part there's some challenges as every maintenance guy will tell you but uh kind of makes his own hours comes and goes very around church and my mom is getting close she's a couple years away but she works for a uh engineering science space company uh, there in the Springs and enjoys what she does. So she's been there, uh, I think, a little over 10 years or so like that. But professional cake decorator, full-time slash part-time. And then you grew up going to school, playing sports, hence Chase, where he got it from? Absolutely, yeah. I see. Unfortunately, I went to school to play sports, and education was second, and so that kept me kept me in some trouble growing through. Sure, going going through the years until I realized afterwards that it uh, did not pay off. And so afterwards, then when I started paying it, going to college and round turned and and did far better. So mm. now I'm I'm curious about the intersection of both of you. But Gina, uh, did you grow up in Colorado Springs as well? What was the story here? 
I did off and on. My dad was in the Air Force. Um, he's retired now, but we um, had lived in Colorado as one of our tours and and moved away for a little bit and then came back. Um, we actually both went to the same school, um, Hilltop Baptist School, when we were growing up, um, when we were younger. And then um, our family moved away and then came back. And then we actually reconnected um, kind of early college years um, for me when I was going to college. Um, he came back to the same church that we were going to originally and kind of started going to the college and career class there together and um, kind of really just, I would say, connected at that point because when we were younger, we really didn't know a whole lot about each other. Sure. Never really inter um, mingled at that point. Our, we were just so young, the classes kind of stayed separate. So, um, But as we went to the same college and career class at church, that's kind of where we met and started talking. Um, so we dated for um, a good while, about a year, and then we were engaged for a year. And then got married, and the rest is history. There you go. Yes. Now, history, as you move forward, a few kids came along, children came along. You went into the Coast Guard. You've had multiple stations, and that's obviously what brought you here to Guam. How long have you been in the Coast Guard? A little more than 13 years. I see. So. And how long have you been here in Guam? We came July of 2015, mm. so just just a little past two years. Now, what would be the difference between doing Coast Guard responsibilities here in Guam versus wherever you've been? Where was your last station? Uh, Alaska. Alaska. Well, okay, there'd be some obvious there, but yes. So, um, they're about the same size for the unit, and mm -hmm. in, in dealing with the size of the our responsibility area, uh, Guam is is very large because we take care of all of Micronesia, all of. Uh, the Commonwealth, and so very vast, but I would say the challenges in Guam are just lack of resources. We we pull from the U.S. Navy, we use the U.S. Air Force, mm. um, and then we have our locals, locals here, right. Guam Fire and Rescue, and a few right. things like that, but trying to locate a, a resource right. in the vast, vast ocean and the time frame that we need to is the big challenge yeah. here. Now, how did you hear about Harvest? How did, how did Harvest come into the picture? Our friends contacted us when, when they got stationed here, and it was always a goal of ours to get relocated. We were previously stationed in Alabama together, met at church, became great friends, served there a couple of years, and then the Coast Guard took us our separate ways, and then they got Guam, and it was, well, here we are. You can either come now or you go somewhere, and then we'll try and catch up. And so I said, well, let me start doing some research, and we'll pray about it, and I was kind of on board, but Gina was a little bit, well, that's putting us further away from family. We've already done five years in Alaska away from family. But when our friends came here and were stationed here, putting somebody here that we knew made it a little simpler. So we, we just started praying about it. And one I of those things that... the other way, too, was once we had announced we got orders for Guam, our principal at our school back in Alaska, Anchorage Christian Schools, she actually had recommended and had heard great things about Harvest. Not exactly sure how, but mm. she had said, you'd love it. It's a lot like ACS. Curriculum is pretty similar in the same, the structure of the school. So not exactly 100% sure how she found out about I it, see. but she said, definitely take a look at Harvest. So we did some research internet, and then we had told our friends that were here, the Price family, that, hey, check out Harvest, you know, because they were obviously in the market for a church looking uh, around on the island. Yeah. So they came and visited Harvest and said, it's great. So, mm. and, then, and then we heard about you. 
uh, <laughs> because of not to go. no, um, <laughs> because you were a college dorm parent to my cousin at Northland. Really, and so oh, as Shelly, factoid Shelly McCandless. Shelly uh, McCandless, yes, I so do remember that name. When we said, "Oh, we're considering yeah, Guam and, and Harvest Baptist Church," and she said, "Oh, I know the pastor there. You're yeah. really gonna." Really gonna like him, and yeah. so you might have told me that. I just don't remember that, but yeah, that's interesting. Well, let me come back to because you both <clears> have commented on in earlier years. You know, Mike, your dad working at this church, and and I'd heard, you know, some of your story before, uh, and Gina. Then you said you met at this college, so and we've been talking about church, etc. Tell me about when you met the Lord. I'd like to hear that from both of you. Maybe Gina, why don't you fill in where Christ came into the picture for you? Well, I was, I would like to say, born and raised at the church, really. In Colorado Springs, my family, they are from a Christian family. We went to church faithfully, and I grew up there at the Christian school. So that was kind of just, I guess, kind of the norm for me. And then as a teen, I went to church camp at one point and for the summer and just really felt convicted about where I stood in my life with Christ. And where it was headed, I was, you know, really close getting into young adulthood, really, in my opinion, and felt like I really needed to make a decision on how I was going to live my life going forward. So I was saved and baptized as a teen and started to really get involved. Like I said, we started going to um, a college and career class that was actually at our church. Mm -hmm. And then that was where I met Mike and he came in. I would say that was kind of how it started out in the earlier years after we got married and went on our own it was kind of that first true test of you're on your own now you're away you don't have your mom and dad to wake you up every Sunday morning and make sure that you get up at that alarm to go to church and we both just really felt convicted and compelled to just really try to get connected with a local Bible believing Baptist church that was just what we both felt was going to be one of our first priorities once we got to our first station which was Jacksonville Florida and um, there, there's kind of always just a unique story really behind that. We had we were walking down the beach one day, and it was on a Saturday afternoon, and we were kind of contemplating, you know, we're new here. Where do we go? We need to get home and get into the old yellow pages and figure out where we're going to go to church. And we were walking down, and a young teen actually came up to us and handed us a card and asked us uh, if we had gone, you know, had a local church that we were attending. And we actually said, no, we just moved here. And he handed us a card and a track and said well, hey, if you guys don't have a place to worship tomorrow, we'd love to have you at Trinity Baptist Church. It's kind of over on the west side, a little bit of a drive, but we'd love to have you. And we just looked at each other like, wow. And it was actually a church that his family had recommended and had heard great things about Mm -hmm. and had mentioned it to us just in conversation. And when we looked down to see, it said, you know, Trinity Baptist Church, and we thought, wow, this is crazy. So we sure enough got up the next morning and got plugged in right away, got in and met were introduced to some friends of ours, the Gibsons, that were actually from Colorado, huge Denver Bronco fans. Right. I mean, we just felt like we couldn't have really lucked out any better. <laughs> yeah. So it just right there. got, it really just encouraged us to get plugged into. They were such great examples, a young married couple, somebody that we could kind of look at and follow kind of in their footsteps and right. just a great guide to show us how to serve and how to really surrender your life to Christ, and they are such a great example to us. I know we hold a special place in our heart for them and yeah. still keep in contact with them till this mm-hmm. day. So, But just a true testimony on how to serve yeah. and how to have a godly marriage and how to put that first, I think. Foundations. Yeah, great foundation. Yeah. Mike, yeah. when did you meet the Lord? 
much like Gina. My parents started when I was real little. Both my parents came from different backgrounds, but uh, right when I was born, they decided to start attending the, the Baptist church there. And so from the time I can remember, I've been in a church every time the doors are open. So my dad actually uh, led me to the Lord when I was six years old. And so uh, just raised raised in that, uh, stayed in it for a number of years. Um, unfortunately, I kind of had some rebellious teen years that I don't want to say took me away from the church because being in my parents' house, we st- I still continued, but it wasn't a primary focus in my mm-hmm. life like it should be. And uh, got out of high school and uh, went to work in a construction field, and everybody knows a construction field and how mm-hmm. that can tend to be a little bit worldly. And so took me away a little bit, but then we had an issue at one of our churches, and it unfortunately fell apart, and it was kind of a crossroads of this had happened a couple of times before and became kind of discouraged and, okay, well, we're just going to kind of do our own thing. And it was, for the first time, kind of left up to me of what I'm going to do. And just had a real burden on my heart to go back to the church of where I had started. And so got back going there and met Gina and started down that road and then just knew that I needed to turn my focus. And so I recommitted and ever since it's been a real burden on our hearts wherever we go we're try to be as involved as we can into as much as we can and and putting him first and Mm. well for both of you as you've been here as soon as you did come on and first start attending you know harvest uh, you both have jumped in with both feet and right into the deep end, may I add. So for both of you, this has been an ongoing, obviously, pattern of your life, and I'm glad that's been a part here at Guam, and whatever the next stations are for you, I'm sure it'll be the case as well, is ultimately it, it isn't necessarily just about how much I'm serving in the church as much as am I genuinely serving Christ from a heart of genuine understanding of what he did in an act of grace and salvation. And when we were, before we went on the air, we were talking about Acts 27, which the whole chapter is about the Coast Guard in Paul's day, but there was no Coast Guard (laughs) that showed up on the shipwreck and how God used the difficulties. And Paul was just one of those 270 some odd prisoner that told him, you leave the harbor and you're going to be in much harm's way, and that's exactly what happened. But out of a mess, God brought the message through Paul, and they finally listened, and they were physically saved, and ultimately the reason why this is recorded, because Paul had a message to give, and the whole message is the good news of the gospel, that God offers sinful people eternal life through faith in Christ without works. And when we meet him, then everything changes, and we have a new desires, as you all have expressed, even as families, young families that meet and realize, hey, this isn't just my parents' values and beliefs, these are ours, and we want to transfer this to the next generation. I know that's your guys' heart's desire. So thank you for sharing your stories. It's always great to have people in the military service that are part of our church, and we thank you also for your service here in the Coast Guard. Good to have both of you here. Thank you. Thanks for having us.